following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Welcome back to RadioLawTalk.com. We love talking to you about the law and about the latest lawsuits. And uh, I am Fred Penny, your host. Uh, you can call us at 855-LAW-RADIO with my co-host, the beautiful Denise Dirks, to my right. And to my left, always Todd Cunin. And by the way, that is not a political statement. That is just factual. That's a factual statement. And then we have Cal behind the glass. We keep him there because we don't want him to say anything. So we push him behind the <laughs> glass. Thank you. And he sits there and, and pushes buttons and does things. And, and we're going to talk about a number of legal uh, cases this hour. We're going to talk about our land Rover case and, and, and that issue that we've discussed prior about whether or not the government can seize certain things. We're going to talk about Kevin Spacey. We're going to talk about Sarah Palin. We're going to talk about Taylor Swift. And then we're going to talk about Virginia and whether or not they can ask marriage applications about their race. There's a lot of interesting things we're going to talk about. But more interesting than that, what we're going to do is we are going to figure out the most popular candy passed out on Halloween in the following states. I've been asking my co-hosts and Cal, before we get to a case or no case, these popular candies. All right, and I want you guys to answer. In Louisiana, what's the most popular candy passed out in Halloween? Big hunk candy bars. No, that's no. You're talking about Todd Cunin right there. But what? <laughs> Darn right. <laughs> what? Which one, Todd? What is it? Oh, I don't know. Um, Chocolate covered by you, Nuggets. There you go, Mr. Nugget. Butterfinger. Butterfinger. Airheads. What? Airheads. Yeah, Airheads. Isn't that bizarre? That is okay. bizarre. No Big takes. Texas. Texas. Like Arkansas. Texas. What's the number one most popular thing passed out? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Reese's peanut butter cups. Okay. Chocolate covered oil derricks. <laughs> All right, chocolate covered oil derricks. Um, I think Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. M&M's. Mm. Uh, you know Texas is going to be pretty you know, neutral kind of in what they do. And, and just so you know. What about, uh, Ara- what about Florida, Fred? Uh, Arizona. Okay, we're going to get Arizona and New Mexico are the same. What, what is it? Arizona and New Mexico are the same. Mm. And wait, let me say this. Arizona, New Mexico, Oregon, and Washington are all the same. Reese's Pieces. That's a Reese's yeah. Peanut Butter Cups. Peanut Butter Cups. Peanut butter cups. I'm going to give yeah. that to you. Reese's okay, peanut I'm an Oregonian. That sounds good. Florida. Hmm. Florida. What do you think, Cal? Florida. I think some kind think of a... All the older people that are there. So think about it. So wouldn't pull out your dentures. So yeah, let's say... Okay. So uh, not a Tootsie Pop. No, some kind of marshmallowy based thing. Uh, those peanut, marshmallow peanuts that you marshmallow like. Marshmallow so peanuts, okay. I'm going to say anything that'll melt in your mouth and not in your hand, M&M's. Mm, good. That's huh? a good guess. Yeah. I would say um, peanut M&M's. Uh, normal M&M's. You nailed it, Todd. <laughs> good job, nailed Mr. Cunin. And here's one I know we don't want to go on, but there's a, this is the one you've got to go. Kentucky, the number one. Thing. Bluegrass uh, nuggets, nope, right, Todd? No, one number one most popular candy passed out in Halloween in Kentucky. Chocolate covered. Chocolate nuggets. covered Louisville Slugger baseball bats. <laughs> Swedish fish. What the? What is that? That is an actual candy called Swedish fish. The number one, and this is all according to uh, the uh, bidonequipment.com did a survey and a study, and believe it or not, Kentucky, Swedish fish. You've never had Swedish I don't fish? I, 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 I've never even heard yes, of... Yes, Swedish fish. What is it? And Red Hots are Tennessee. Red Hots. Red Hots. Oh, sweet. Those, those okay. little tiny cinnamon candies, those are good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, okay, okay. So, so I'm, I'm looking this up. The Swedish fish... It's you know how like uh, goldfish crackers are not really goldfish it's a cracker so yeah. it's a Swedish fish is like a gummy bear but it's shaped like a red fish and it's it's that consistency oh. so it's kind of like that like a gelatinous candy yeah, yeah 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 Alaska is Snickers and Hawaii is M and M's so there you what go. about Puerto Rico I don't have Puerto Rico oh, here, darn it. So I and can't nobody has almond joy no almond joys throughout the whole thing wow. throughout the whole thing but it's interesting. You know, Tootsie Pops, Tootsie Pops are uh, Vermont. 
you know, Tootsie Pops. Yeah, you know, this is how effective advertising is. You said Almond Joy. I probably haven't seen a Mounds or Almond Joy commercial since I was a kid. But and yet the song, feel like a nut. And yeah. sometimes you don't. Almond Joy's got nuts. Mounds, Mounds don't. don't. Yep, yep, the, yep. the other thing that's genius about marketing here is the, the person who came up with the idea to call the little candy bars fun size. You know where that happened? What, where? In the Great Depression. Because people could not afford to buy full-size candy bars, so M&M's Mars decided, hey, we've got to make these more affordable. So they made them smaller and sold them for less, obviously. And for somehow they became known as fun size rather than... You know, right. downsize so people wouldn't get discouraged about the fact it was in a depression. But that's oh, when that happened. I, I would just note that that has not translated to other areas. You know, you're, you're not you're not going to find uh, the condom industry advert. Well, we have large and fun size. What would you like? So did speaking you, of, yes. did speaking you say of, condiment? Yes, yes, condiments. Yes, yes. Sorry, <laughs> just ignore him. Let's just at least give us the case or no case before we go to break. All right, we'll get started. I'll try get to it get started. Now it's time to play <laughs> case or no case. This is one of those things, so be careful what you plan for. A woman in Florida, Gentry Durst, owned a small hotel in St. Petersburg on the beach, and her nephew moved in with her from uh, from Europe, and for some reason she sold it to him for fifty thousand dollars. But a realtor, neighbor realtor, said. That is way undervalued. It's worth like a quarter million dollars. So the real estate agent called around and said uh, Gentry's facilities, the woman's facilities, were failing her. Her faculties, rather, were failing her. And she undersold the property. She made a medical living will assigning guardianship if she became incapacitated. So the realtor said, maybe my, uh, by the way, the realtor was her niece. Maybe auntie needs guardianship. So I ask you, this is kind of interesting, case or no case? Fred, it's your turn to start off. Well, with what, this. well, I, well okay. So, so basically, the European family member rolls in, and all of a sudden, it gets sold to him for fifty thousand dollars. It's worth quarter million dollars. Right. So, this is a nephew from another yeah, child, yeah, and then yeah. the, uh, the niece goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa wait yeah. a minute." So, yeah. this is a typical scenario. This is called elder abuse, mm-hmm. and this happens all the time, and it's always by a not always, but many times by a family member, and sometimes even a trusted family member. Yeah. So, that is a true scenario. And this sounds exactly like something that would occur. It's a scenario, but it's not a case. But it's usually what happens is the other family members come and say, hey, wait a minute. Why was that given away at such a low amount? And then the courts can get involved and start looking at whether or not they uh, had uh, th- there had been um, a negligent or uh, elder abuse. Right, uh, taking advantage case. of yeah. her for some reason. And, and the, the answer yeah. is, so this is a true scenario, but not a case. And by the way... Uh, the the gal probably would have won. Uh, that is the niece that that said uh, he uh, he was uh, he was influencing her in a way that was not. Mr. Cunin, what do you think about this uh, case or no case? Uh, what, what is your sense uh, of I, this? I, I just I, I don't necessarily know that I understand the scenario in terms of what happened. So the guy comes from Europe, the property fifty thousand sold. It's really worth five times that much, two hundred fifty thousand. The niece comes in, says, "King's X, what's going on here?" She right. also happens to be a real estate agent, and so your question is, where did it go from there? No, she decided that maybe Auntie needed uh, conservatorship, you know, someone to take over her affairs. Okay, all right. Um, so I'm going to say first. As a public service announcement, yes, this is a case. And, you know, financial institutions, they're mandatory reporters now under the law if they perceive that somebody is being taken advantage of. And I could see how a real estate agent might fall under that purview, even if she's the niece. I think there was a conservatorship that was put into place, and they end up undoing the transactions to protect her assets. Hmm. You know what, Denise, we don't have time to go over your answer, but you're going to have time to think about it. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO or what? 855-529-7234 or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. And we'll be back with Case or No Case. This is Radio Law Talk. The program will resume right after this quick break. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. I am Cameron Levitt 
Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. I've got to get my car washed, this dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today, I don't know what I do. Man, I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Uh Quick, quack, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and baling company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time, and it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable, things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose online with free shipping. Just go to lettyandcompany.com. LettyandCompany.com. Chris, can you put the video game controller down for a second? I can talk and play. Oh, I'm totally annihilating this punk kid in Nebraska. I just feel like you're not acting like a grown-up in our relationship. Am too, am too. Well, you know, you still ride your skateboard to work. There's the comic book collection, the race car bed. Look, I'm young at heart, but I put money to my 401k every paycheck. I picked up a few savings tips at feedthepig.org. I have control of my financial life now, and that feels pretty grown up. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. For free ideas and easy tips on ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. So, I bet I look like a grown up to you now. Well, except for the footy pajamas, I'd have to agree. I like the Amadrosa Valley. This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny. All right, we were with Denise trying to determine what she thought with Gentry Durst, uh, who came and visited Auntie, who owned a hotel in Florida, that somehow she was elderly and sold it to him for $50,000, where the niece said, Wait a minute, I'm a realtor, and I'm the niece, a niece here, and that is a lot less money uh, than that value of that hotel. And the case, is, and the question is, Denise, is that a case or not a case, and what's the outcome? I said it's a scenario, but not a case. Todd said it's a case, right? I say it's a, it's a case, and due to her efforts, they were able to undo the transaction of, of the conveyance of the $250,000 house for 50 k 
Not house. It was a hotel. A hotel. Little, a hotel. Yeah. If you can go to Florida for 250 in St. Pete these days, you really scored a deal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, the question is, who's the perpetrator of elder abuse? Is it the nephew or the niece? Is it um, the uh, the nephew because he's getting taking advantage of the goodwill of his aunt? Or is it the niece who stands to benefit from selling it and getting higher profit? So that's the question. And if the niece is the one who's suggesting that the aunt lacks capacity, correct, that she should have a living guardianship and somebody should have financial control over her, um, her uh, finances. So this is a really good question, and it's the right language. So I know that it's a scenario. Um, the question, and she has a medical living will, which hopefully she doesn't name the same person as the medical living will um, executor as who's going to be her um, financial executor. Hopefully those are two different people. So I'm going to step out here and say that it is a scenario and that it is a case, and that the nephew loses. So you're uh, like Todd. You follow so you, Todd. So I said, okay. Oh, dang. Did I get all around that to say what you said? Yeah. The transaction of the sale of the hotel was undone. Well, here's what's interesting about this. For those of you who say it was a case, I'd like to see your hands. So that would be Denise and Todd. Well, congratulations to you. But here, I, I am bringing this to you because it's a cautionary tale. This auntie had signed off on a power of attorney on her financial affairs, and she had a living will. And so the judge appointed her to a guardian to oversee her daily affairs. The guardian had multiple clients, sold the hotel, moved Desiree to an assisted living facility, and because they were conflicted over the hotel money, all of that, she forbade her own family members from coming to see her again. And the judge said that, uh, you know, you signed this. There, there's a law in Florida that allows this to happen. My point is, wherever you live, if you have questions about your estate, you'd better find an attorney because some states tend to be less restrictive. But make sure you're set up to make some of your own decisions, even if you sign off on a power of attorney. And that's something she did not do. So nobody, neither of the of the two relatives won. Oh, and, wow. right. Auntie got to keep the money to pay for her long-term care. Right, right. So nobody won. But it, but it's an interest. I think it's a cautionary tale when it comes to So the niece was not appointed the guardian. No. Nope. And and uh, the, the, the they undid the transaction, and the house was sold, or house. the hotel uh-huh. was sold for the right amount of money. And she kept it. She kept it. The and money. then they lost their right. relationship and, with and their and aunt. And the judge appointed a professional guardian, which I thought quite interesting. But she did have... The judge uh, did. A, it's it. It was just interesting to me about the restrictive nature and interpretation of the law by the judge. You know, and so if you're not planning correctly and you don't have the right documents in place when your time comes, and oh by the way, it's going to come. You better be careful. Yeah, so I guess that was you know what point. that means, right? What Todd point? and Fred are tied for four points. Mm. Right. I'm in the rear. With so I, got, I got I got two points for that, right? One. One. Well, hold on. No, a, no. Hold on a second. Wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I said. I said that it was a case, and that the transaction was undone, giving the nephew the house for 50k, and it went back, and they, because it was a 250 thousand dollar house. That's what was my answer. That's oh. what happened. But the nephew didn't get the house. It went well, back. It went back to the aunt. I didn't say that it went to the. I, I said think the he's trans- right. I said the transaction was undone. He well, doesn't get it anymore. Congratulations, well, Todd. Well, so did you're, I. You're in the lead. I'm going to go with that. All I right. said that too, though. I said the transaction was undone. And Can that... we argue while the people in the radio are going? Okay, we don't care. Let's yeah, move on. Whatever, whatever. Let's move on, Cal. End it. End it. All right. That, ladies and gentlemen, is case or no case. And we thank you, as always, for listening to that. Okay, the Supreme Court of the United States issued a ruling about the Eighth Amendment on an individual that in 2003 was arrested, this individual, he pled guilty. He had on uh, approximately $400 worth of heroin, and this $400 worth of heroin, um, they, 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 he got hard, I don't think any time at all, but yet under the laws, and Todd knows more about this, under criminal laws, they can take away 
anything that occurred during the crime. This guy had inherited a bunch of money from his dad, $70,000 life insurance policy, bought this really super nice Land Rover, and they took the Land Rover away from him because he had specifically used that Land Rover to go buy some heroin. We're going to talk more about this when we come back, about how this applies and whether or not that was constitutional under the Eighth Amendment. We'll be back. And we want to remind you that you can listen to every episode of Radio Law Talk just by going over to radiolawtalk.com and go click on our podcast button. It's pretty easy and a lot of good content there. So we thank you. We'll be back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376, that's 800-918-1376. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew calls Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Man, I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quack, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. 
All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo, but first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? All right, then. Well, uh, Denise, you go ahead. Non uti consilius me oriere por questus purpurium juris consult. Latin, that's a nice touch. Thank you, Denise. Next time we'll try it in English if that's okay. Fred, how about you? Cal, I don't want to read all this. Can we just tell the people that we're discussing general legal issues and they should hire their own attorney instead of relying on what we have to say here? Well, we could, I guess. Uh, uh, Chris? I'm not going to be there anyway. Why have me do it? Let's, Let's have, have Todd, Todd do it. it. Me? <laughs> Read disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. <clears throat> the information you hear on Radio Law Talk is general... The preceding promo was for entertainment purposes only. And if you want true legal advice, contact your own lawyer. Just a tip from your friends at Radio Law Talk. Be sure to read our disclaimers on radiolawtalk.com as well. Today we decided to walk to school. At the corner, we waited to cross the street. The stoplight counted down. 15, 14, 41, 31, I mean 13. We, we took, took a, a left, left on Carroll Garden Street. Garden Street? Loud music was coming from a car. Danny's a smart kid, but he gets so distracted. There were so many other sounds, I didn't know what to focus on. Danny, earth to Danny. Suddenly he realized he forgot his homework again. I left my homework on the table. At the, the school, school steps, steps we, we hugged goodbye. goodbye. I really hope he doesn't have another bad day at school today. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free online resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Get personalized recommendations, practical tips, daily access to experts, and more. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council. is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny. So the famous Land Rover case, uh, as we were saying before, so w- what happens is the Supreme Court now uh, sends this case back that we talked about earlier. I don't want to go over it all over again. Sends the case back after they say, you can't, for a small little $400 worth of heroin, you know, go grab a $70,000 Land Rover because it was it, it, it occurred during the crime. But you have to do an analysis, Todd. Yeah, you, and, and the analysis that has to be done is not only do you look at the amount that was sold to crime, but what's the maximum punishment for this crime? For selling $400 worth of heroin, the maximum fine for that was $10,000. So how is it that you justify seizing a $40,000 vehicle when the maximum fine is... 10,000. It would be the equivalent of somebody on a misdemeanor that has a maximum term of incarceration being one year. Somebody saying, okay, well, why don't you agree to a plea deal where you do two years in custody? Well, and get probation. Why would I do that if I just told the judge I'm guilty? The most the judge can sentence me for is a year. So they had to look at that. And and the district court judge, after it got sent back, and this is an important point. You and I were talking about this. When the U.S. Supreme Court ruled, they did not say it's violation of the Constitution and you have to give back the car. What they said was your strict liability, if you sell heroin and you're in a car, you lose the car, that is unconstitutional. So it's going back to the court for them to figure out if there is a criteria that can be looked at to support the seizure of the car. So it went back to start all over again, and it's making its way back up to the courts. It's now been ruled on by the Indiana Supreme Court that the criteria used was the correct criteria and and talking about whether or not the vehicle should be lost. And that's where we are. Long and short of it, the guy still doesn't have his car back. And is it clear whether or not they still have the car? Oh, it's probably in an impound yard somewhere. I, Worth I would, a lot less now than yeah, it was. I, I would I would imagine. And, and here's why they haven't gotten rid of it is if if all of this stuff happens and if for some reason it results in a in a, you know, overturning everything and you start back to square one, we're going to even appeal after appeals. Maybe we have to do a trial on even the underlying offense. That card better be there because it's evidence. 
It's evident. Cal, you had a... Haven't there been a lot of uh, discussion or at least court cases or talk of court cases over incentivizing law enforcement, like paying them a commission to go out and take people's property preemptively? Because if some jurisdictions, they would go out and seize the property immediately and have it at their disposal to either sell or fund their uh, drug interdiction program. This has happened. So this sounds to me like commissioning cops to go out and, and... take someone's property without necessarily knowing if it's the proper thing in that particular case? What's the recourse of the of the CZ, as it were? I, I, I think that you it's always analyzed under a conflict of interest standpoint. You, you want law enforcement offers, officers, generally speaking, to be neutral, unbiased. I'm just I'm investigating the case and going wherever the evidence takes me. You'd like to think that happens. In my opinion, that doesn't always happen that way, but you'd like to think that. That's the hope. When you make a monetary or hold that monetary carrot out there, i.e., well, if a certain portion of the amount of st- stuff we seize, if those proceeds can actually go to fund the department, maybe we can fund a prosecutor position, we can fund this, and, th- and that happens sometimes. Anytime that comes in, now you start to question to what extent does that create a conflict of interest about the neutrality of the investigator. And, and, and I think that... Uh, that's a valid concern here. I don't know in the state of Indiana, I don't know how the proceeds of forfeited property were proposed to be used. If they went back into the coffers of law enforcement, I'd have a problem with that. If, for example, they went to the victim impact fund to compensate victims of crime who are damaged and hurt and they and then they're never going to get a dime from the person that did it. I get that, and the cops aren't going to benefit from that. So, yeah, it's it's kind of similar to the U.S. Attorney General's seizures. When they do their seizures, um, the monies are divided up and divvied up between the the local and the national law enforcement officials that were involved in the um, investigation and seizure. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's a way to keep it. That's a way to keep it neutral, so that the person investigating the crime doesn't have a. Uh, a benefit for it at, at the end of the day. I mean, you, you would never want, for example, I've never heard of this happening, but you can imagine why this would be bad if there was a, a, a prosecutor out there that had a performance bonus tied to the number of convictions they get at the end of the year. I mean, that would be terrible, right? It would clearly taint their analysis of cases and the way they go about doing things. That would be a worst case example, but you can see going down the slippery slope, how that might, or back up the slippery slope, how that might affect law enforcement if there was that financial carrot. Fred? So we're going to follow this. This will be one we'll probably follow and see what the uh, Indiana Supreme Court does. Uh, Sarah Palin's getting a divorce, Denise. You handle family law. What's going on there? That's right. She is from Alaska. Her husband is Todd Mitchell Palin, and he filed for divorce, citing that uh, basically they are incompatible of temperament. Now, what does incompatible of temperament mean? They fight... They fight all the time. Well, it means a lot. It means that they don't see things eye to eye. Uh, It means that they're incompatible temperamentally, right? It means there's a lot that goes into it. Does it mean somebody committed adultery or or something like that? No, not necessarily because there is four fault grounds in in Alaska for divorce. Um, They are adultery, cruelty, conviction of a felony, drug addiction, and there's some other grounds that are involved. But it looks like what they're doing is the no-fault portion of the Alaska law. And it's also really interesting to note they have many kids, so it wouldn't probably be appropriate in their case. But Alaska doesn't even have an annulment system. So it sounds to me like they're just not getting along and – you know, that's it. You, did you guys know that I created a rap for Sarah Palin? No, no. what is it? No. And it was, the funny thing was it was two weeks. I dreamed this, and I can't I can't maybe do it all. I'll test it on you guys over the break and see if I can do it on the, a rap. On the air. It's a rap, an absolute rap. Oh and I dream, I, dreamed this, I dreamed this rap, and it was fun because I was part of the, uh, the audience and having fun with it. Um, I wrote it, woke up immediately, wrote it down, told my husband about it. Was, I was laughing in the middle of the night and then two weeks later saturday night live does the sarah palin rap with her having a gun and shooting a moose but mine's better than that saturday nights honestly todd's gonna talk about his rap uh, well no <laughs> yeah i have no game uh one thing i want to point out here 
So, so the terminology used, as you talk about, was mm -hmm. incompatibility of temperament. Correct. And um, you hear the word, the, the root word temper in there. And the first thing you think is anger. In California, they call it irreconcilable differences. The language used there in Alaska was incompatibility of temperament. And that doesn't necessarily mean that somebody had a bad temper. I, I want to point to the definition of temperament. The definition is a person's nature, okay? It's how they are. And so if you say incompatibility of temperament, it is how he is and how she is are no longer compatible with each other. doesn't necessarily mean that, that they're throwing down, but, boy, people see a word that has the words T, letters T-E-M-P-E-R in it, and they think, you wow. know, put your dukes yeah. up, let's go. And, right, wow. and, you know, the Palins are worth $12 million dollars. So they have they they have one one plane, they have one boat, they have one home. So they're going to be fighting over some of these assets because they don't have two of everything. Only one right? plane. Uh, we're going to talk about. <laughs> let's really quickly before the break. Let's get to uh, Kevin Spacey because poor Kevin Spacey's being sued left and right. The Los Angeles prosecutors just rejected a sexual battery case against him because. Uh, the accuser You're died. All yeah, morons. yeah. That was the the accuser died. It was a it was a masseuse, uh, a male that claims that he was inappropriately touched in 2016, but he passed away. the The civil case is still going on, but they dropped the allegations in the criminal case. However, remember in Massachusetts also there was a claim that he had sexually assaulted a young man at a bar. That the Massachusetts prosecutors dropped also. And I believe also the civil case was dropped on that. And in the criminal case, right? If the if the if the alleged victim dies, I do not see how they could possibly proceed because of this thing called hearsay. At the end of the day, that person has to take the stand and say, "Spacey did this to me," and you can't get recordings, you can't get anything. They got to be subject to cross examination if they're not available. I just don't see how that's going to happen. And I also think that um, sexual harassment is a personal to the person, and that's not like a derivative suit that the family members could pursue. Yep. Yeah, that's what they do. In lot. I mean, that happens all the time. That's why there's protection of, of witnesses, and they worry about that. But there are, there are some exceptions. We don't have the time to go through all the exceptions to determine when you can bring something in like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. But we're going to be back. We're going to talk about... Taylor Swift lawsuits, and also uh, we got a Virginia. You can't ask your marriage application what uh, your race is. This is Radio Law Talk, and we will continue with the final segment of the show coming up momentarily right here. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and bailing company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time, and it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable, things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose online with free shipping. Just go to lettyandcompany.com, lettyandcompany.com. 
Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. I'm going to quick quack car wash. Get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to. Don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds at the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car wash. A hundred feet of cloth washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack. Don't spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck, get on the road, come visit the dock. Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. I'm a veteran. We hit a mine in Vietnam. When I came home, I didn't know where to turn. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. My victory's been never giving up hope. My wife is always there to remind me we have a life to live. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran, but after I got out, I spent two years alone and homeless. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was finding the support to get back on my feet. Now I'm getting things right with my family. I finally admitted, with my PTSD, I wasn't doing well. But there's more to be done, and more victories to be won. Now I wish I'd found DAV sooner. I am a veteran. My victory is just enjoying each day. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. That is Armadillo. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. Just like we say, we have speed dating where you go around and uh, uh, do a couple minutes with each uh, individual while you date. We're doing speed law, and we're going to go through some stuff quickly so we can get to our quick takes at the end of this segment and at the end of the show, which everybody looks forward to. Uh, Copyright, I tell you, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals just threw Taylor Swift. A curveball, Denise. What happened? They absolutely did. Uh, they um, they sent it back to the trial court. What to the, Okay. This involves Shake It Up. This is not Shake It Up. Shake, shake it, it Off. And Shake It Off was a very popular song that Taylor um, Swift made. But inside that song, there is a phrase that was used that appeared to be the same phrase that the plaintiffs, Sean Hall and Nathan Butler, used in their song. Players going to play, 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 right. play, play. Haters going to hate, hate that that one. Right. right. Yes. Well, theirs, theirs was players, they're going to play, and haters, they're going to hate. That's the plaintiff's words. And Taylor Swift's was, because the player's going to play, 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 and the haters going to hate, hate, hate. Right. right. So similar. Similar words, similar pattern, a similar phrase. Not exact, but similar. So that. Yep, keep going. Yep. Keep going. Keep so talking. the trial judge um, decided that those words were not similar enough and that there was never no way that the plaintiffs were going to win and basically dismissed in the trial court that without giving that factual analysis of are they similar enough uh, to be confusing um, to be a copyright violation. So the uh, Ninth Circuit panel of three judges determined that um, there is a question of fact here, guys, and, you know, judges decide law. They don't decide the facts. The facts are supposed to be decided by a jury, and we are going to remand it back to the district court for further proceedings to decide whether or not these two phrases are similar enough to be confusing and or copyright and violation. And should go to a jury. Is that right? That should go to a That's jury. That's what the implication yeah, is. Yeah, essentially they told the trial judge, stay in your lane, pal. You're not the one that has to say they're similar enough. Jury gets to decide it, and they're exactly back to square right. one. 
one. Exactly. So now Taylor Swift has to have a trial, perhaps at the trial level in the district court. Here we go with speed dating, speed law. The judge in Virginia says you cannot ask on a marriage application about your race. And what happened is, is the actual, uh, the state said, okay, we'll compromise. Let's do it so we'll say, okay, they can, you can put down your race, but they can also mark X, we declined to provide that answer. And the court said, no, no, unconstitutional, you can't ask for race, and they struck it down. So in, That's because race is not related to being able to get married. That's exactly right. So that's what they say, and that's what's going on in Virginia, that you cannot now ask what race you are when you get married. So uh, it was interesting to me. The reason I brought this up and I wanted to talk about this is what's interesting is how the state of Virginia said, okay, let's work around this. I thought it was kind of clever. Let's give them the option to mark X where it says we don't want to tell you what our race is. So anyway, that's the latest from Virginia for those of you guys in Virginia. Moving on quickly, Katy Perry is being sued for – uh, a picture that was taken by some sort of individual, like a paparazzi, about her is I think it was 2016 that her and her date that came with her dressed up as Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton. And I'm telling you, if you look at this picture, it looks just like Hillary Clinton, but it was Katy Perry. So she's being taken to court, and, and uh, they're asking for $150,000, the individual that took this picture, saying, Katy, you're not allowed to use my picture on your tweet or Instagram. 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 And so, um, go ahead, Todd. Yeah, so the, the whole thing here is when you take a picture, who owns the copyright? Who owns the right to say what that picture is used and how it's used? And the person that snapped the photo, even though Perry's in it, says, look, I'm the one that owns it. Without my pro- without my approval, you can't use it. Right, 150,000. It, it got 558,000 likes. 558,000 likes. Now, me... So isn't the question whether or not she used it for financial gain. Right. And here's the other thing I'm saying. Best thing that ever happened to this paparazzi guy that took this picture, right? She, He got 558,000 likes on his photo. Well, and, and the thing that you have to care in mind is it got 500, If I'm correct me if I'm wrong, Fred, but it got 558,000 likes from Katy Perry reposting it, right? Right. Okay. Right. So given the fact that people on Instagram, Twitter make money as influencers, the question here is what's the calculation about how much Katy Perry actually made on that photo that got over a half a million likes? What's the what's the monetary value of that? Because we know it's there. So right. she was, if she got anything, she was using it for financial gain because she, well, she got paid. It, and it may be a small portion, but she got paid for but it. But it's 558,000 558, likes. How many views did she get? Probably millions Probably of views. Probably millions. That's so right. So that's, that's where money comes in, too, is views. So that's what's going on. That case is coming forward. We're going to follow that one. But it's kind of interesting how, you know what, man, as a celebrity and someone that's worth a lot – Man alive, you can't do anything, and someone's asking for, hey, give me some money out of your pocket. It's just, to me, it's almost crazy. But, you know, there's also this idea, and I don't know how much celebrities really buy into this, but you ever heard the phrase, there's no such thing as bad publicity? Yep. And so if you're in there, and there's a lawsuit filed and stuff, and, and you're defending yourself, I mean, hey, let's face it, Katy Perry's name made it to the front page of whatever publication this was on. Because of that, and it keeps her relevant. It keeps her out there. And so, you know, she's she's getting attention for it. The Globe, the Inquirer. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Doesn't matter. Walk up, you see your face on the tabloid, people go, oh, Katy Perry. That's exactly right. Well, here's another sad one we have to get through is is, uh, uh, Tesla is being sued by an individual family, a wife and children, Whose and this lady's husband? By the way, they're both doctors in Florida. He, they, they, there's witnesses say he was doing anywhere from what 80 miles an hour to 60 miles an hour. Loses control, hits a tree, and Tesla catches fire. There's an officer right nearby. Apparently, saw it and came immediately to get him out, but couldn't figure out how to open the door with a Tesla because it's got those weird, you know, handles. Yeah, the the door kind of like recesses in the door handle. It's a proximity handle, and it doesn't pop out until you get near it with the key. 
right? Yeah, and what does, but does it pop up when you if you don't have a key? It doesn't that, open. It won't no. open. That's won't the open. problem yeah. there. So anyway, due to the fact that apparently this guy was alive and the and the officer could not get him out and tried to get him out and he actually looked at the officer and he died of smoke inhalation and, and was burned and so they're now suing Tesla. Here's another interesting thing. And it was about- a good Samaritan that also stopped with the police. So there there were two the policeman and another person that were trying to get him out and they both saw him perish what, before their what eyes. A visual trauma to which they were subjected. Well here's I can't the even other imagine. other interesting thing that I didn't know about at Tesla's. Or at least the, the, these are all allegations, by the way. We're throwing out allegations because the, the lawsuit just started. The other issue is that Tesla even notes down that after a fire of their batteries, they could still catch fire within 24 hours. So as they put the fire out of this Tesla, they loaded the Tesla on uh, uh, the, uh, tow truck. the tow truck, and it caught fire again as it was on the tow truck. Oh, the my batteries. gosh. The batteries apparently still can catch fire during a 24-hour period after, according to Tesla, or at least something that they noted down, uh, after the fire is put out. Well, if you understand anything about electricity, you can see why this would be. Anytime you have the negative end of a battery attaching to the positive end of the same battery, the energy starts to go through and it heats up. And you got a car that's filled with these things, and if there's been any damage, you can see where that's going to. Uh, not five minutes ago or less than five minutes ago, I said the axiom, there's no such thing as bad publicity. I don't think that would apply in the Tesla case. I can't no, imagine is anything awful. good. Either a battery or a capacitor can You know what? He had charged. he had kids. He had five kids, you guys. Well, one thing that they're going to be able uh, to argue, Denise, is... Well, the real question is, Denise, what's your quick take? Yeah, there we go. Oh, Quick take. Yeah. This time you can't scare me. Time for quick take. All right. Uh, the days of a contract um, being created by the shake of a hand are over in Hollywood, guys. You better have your attorney fee agreement in writing. Okay. Mr. Penny, do you have a quick take? I'm sure you do. Well, we have a little bit of time. We have one minute to go. I'm going yeah. to take time on my quick take. Uh, my quick take is as follows. My dad always had to check for razor blades. Now as an older man, and my candy, he always had to check for razor blades. Now as an older man, I know what's going on. And I know now why he gained so much weight during Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Yeah. Cunin, I'm sure you have a quick take. Share I do, I week. do. The top reason for Sarah Palin to consider dating me. Sarah, you'll never have to worry about the embarrassment of accidentally calling me by the name of your former spouse. Todd. It's both Todd. Sarah Palin, he's available. Hey, thanks for joining us here in Radio Law Talk. Thank you, Cal. Thank you, Denise. Thank you, Thank you Todd. We'll be back next week, uh, Pacific Time, 9 to noon live. And don't forget, you can listen anytime. Just go over to the website, RadioLawTalk.com. And thanks for turning us on. We'll see you next time. <laughs>